This is the Sports Desk. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to your Monday edition of the Sports Desk on Sin 90.7 FM, wherever you're listening. I'm James. I'm joined by Jason here in the studio, and then we've got Sammy via Zoom as well. Sammy Rachel boy, can you hear me? has struck again, James. It's good to afternoon. see you, Sam. Oh, we, we got, him. got him. It's a miracle. Has we've been stressing inside. about this for... <laughs> Multiple minutes. Yes, uh, th- that's the thing. So we are late this mo- this afternoon, just so uh, we could get Sam uh, hooked up and ready to go because he's got a lot of news to break down in the world of sport. Not only that, we all of us here at the sports desk, Michael's here in spirit, but all four of us over in the sports desk, we were able to see some finals action over the weekend, and we're going to break that down as it was at the stadium. You were at Collingwood Fremantle. I was. Myself, Sam, and Michael went to Melbourne versus Brisbane. By the way, we're continuing to add to the record collection. I brought <laughs> home the record with me, and we've got a, a brand-new Australia for it. And, Sam, this is actually your first time on a Monday, Arvo, in which we are in the midst of our footy record collection showcase. <laughs> well, I need to start collecting more then, I think. Mate, I tell you what, footy records. There's just there's just no end to it. The uh, yeah, I, I collected another one from uh, obviously Saturday's game, and I was going through my collection after Monday's show last week, and I was looking at all the Essendon ones I've got, and I think I've got like uh, I reckon it's ninety percent of like the like threes in a row, all Essendon's home games. And it's just like I've written. From what all, year are they? I think from? it was like twenty, like eleven to like thirteen or something like that. I've just got a stack of them. Right. Okay. And yeah, I've like yeah. put all the goal scorers in it, all the uh, all the scores and stuff like that. Um, and look, it's 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 something that I hope doesn't get you know uh, pushed out in in the footy culture because it's something that I think needs to stay because we've got we've got records here from nineteen sixty three. Yep. And we've got, uh, that's from uh, Melbourne versus Hawthorne nineteen sixty three prelim. And Sam, I've got just for you here nineteen sixty five Collingwood versus Essendon. Uh, footy Ooh. record from the time. That's part just part of uh, a stacked collection we got in that was brought in once again. And a big thank you to my father, Kevin. Shout out, Kevin. For, uh, we love you. allowing me to bring this into the studio for the showcase again. Again, we're still wanting to see if any of you out there have got old-timey should... records to share with us yourselves. And uh, as we go throughout the show, Sam, I'm going to bring you out a couple of old issues of footy fan magazines that were collected back in the 60s just for you just for you to get a little bit of a showcase of as we go along. But uh, in the meantime, we've got us some breakdowns of the news headline, gentlemen. We do, we do, we do. Now, we've we found our final four for the AFL season. Uh, two massive games of footy going on over the weekend. The two semi-finals. Melbourne took on the Lions. Everyone was backing in Melbourne here. No one really thought that Brisbane had a sniff apart from a few people at the sports desk, funnily enough. Um, but, oh, yeah. look, they got, they got it done by 13 points. And uh, credit to Brisbane because they played fantastically. And Collingwood getting it done by 20 points against the Dockers as well, leaving it a bit late. Uh, it was up to a 30, I think it was 37 or 38 points. It was the biggest margin in the fourth quarter. And then they, I was listening to the SEN uh, uh, broadcast about it, and oh no, it was actually Triple M, and uh, Brian Taylor was saying, oh, it's wrapped up. You know, James Brayshaw was saying, oh, they'll, they'll face... Uh, uh, they'll face Sydney next week and I've got this Collingwood fan sitting next to me saying he was listening to the same thing he's like Bristol don't you dare 
don't you dare <laughs> jinx us. And what do you think happens just as that happens? They kick a couple goals and it gets back down to 20 points. <laughs> and then his young, like, five-year-old kid was like, oh, have we won yet? Have we won yet? Have we won yet? And he just kept saying, not, not yet, not yet. And with, like, 30 seconds to go, he's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you can start going nuts. Um it's going to be fantastic, though. I'm looking forward to this final final two games um, before the grand final. A lot of ticketing issues as well, Sammy. Um, from what I'm hearing around the grapevine from today, we had a lot of troubles with the uh, with the uh, Geelong Brisbane game. A lot of a lot of you know eager Brisbane fans and Geelong fans not getting tickets, and I can tell you that I went on just to have a sneaky look to see if I could get any tickets, and I was waiting in line for 25 minutes. On, in the queue, and then I logged on in my phone, and within I reckon two rounds of the of the uh, you know time period that it, it, it refreshes your browser, I got on. So it shows the inconsistencies, and you know credit to Ticket Tech for you know scheduling having the NRL finals tickets and the AFL finals tickets going live at the exact same time. So how I how do why they do this every year? We encounter the same problems <laughs> over and over, and they never seem to work it out. Um, but, I mean, these are the same things with big concerts and stuff. It's always um, difficult and stressful trying to get tickets for them. But, uh, look, hope if you're a fan, you can get down and go along. I'm already surprised with the amount of games I've been to across the final series. The atmosphere was amazing. What was Saturday like for you? Saturday was great. I think that it was... Look, there was just so many Collingwood fans and a lot of neutrals as well. A lot of neutrals just come and, you know, see the spectacle of what it was. And I went with two of my best mates who were Collingwood fans, but unfortunately they didn't allow me to sit with them because they said Pies fans only. So I, no uh, way. Yeah. So yeah, the yeah. Collingwood bond is thicker than the bond of oh, friendship yeah. between oh, you yeah. and your mates. Oh, yeah. So I... Uh, well, this is why we hate Collingwood yeah, sometimes, I was, nah, isn't it? You know what? <laughs> no. It was all right. I um I found a seat literally in the same bay, directly above them on level four. So uh, if it wasn't if if <laughs> Collingwood were losing, I would have started throwing some hot chips at them and just saying, "Oh yeah, you, sh- you should have let me sit with you." Um, but nah, look, it was it was a great game. The atmosphere uh, around the ground was electric, and Collingwood just turned it on. Like when when the, when they're on, they're on. And, look, it wasn't a high-scoring game. There were a few goals, um, 11 goals, 13, very inaccurate by, by Collingwood. But the 11 goals that we saw, uh, you know, the crowd was going wild, especially Jack Inovan's goal, uh, soccering the ball off the ground in the, in the, to see the opening goal of the game. Yeah, The crowd was going you want to start absolutely again. nuts. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was really impressed with the way that it happened. And after the game, I met up with my mates and... Uh, they were like, all right, let, let's stay at the ground for a little bit. We were outside gate one. We're in this Ponsford stand or the Collingwood stand, whatever you want to call it, because it's practically theirs every 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 Collingwood game. Uh, and <laughs> there was this massive old-school Collingwood logo on this big flag that they have in the cheer squad. And this guy's standing, like, trying to climb on top of one of the statues around the MCG, trying to wave it. And he's waving it and waving it, and they're all starting these Collingwood chants and whatnot. Uh, and, look, everyone was getting... Getting up and about, uh, I can't say much more. It was it was just a good atmosphere to be at. But I'm pretty sure, Sammy, that you would have had a better game on the uh, on, on the field. I'm pretty sure on Friday. Uh, we were spoiled, I think. Um, for me, not going to many finals at all because I'd, I'd never really been to finals as a neutral. I always just I don't know, just did because my team wasn't in it. I didn't go. But I'm realizing I've been missing out on a really great time because all these finals. 
um, have just been absolutely incredible. Uh, and living through my Brisbane mate who's just, you know, on the edge of his seat the whole time. Um, no, it's just really exciting to watch. And this is football at its best, really. Um, very spoiled. So these mouth-watering um, prelims that we're going to... Uh, it's just uh, honestly probably one of the best final series we've seen in years. Oh, I agree. I, I, I do think. Jason, do, do you agree with that? Do you reckon best final series in the last oh, five years? Last five years? No, uh, fair call. No, it would definitely be the best... Yeah, no, I, I'm going to say it. Best final series in about a decade. Last really? year was also very good, but it became very wasn't satisfying. wasn't as close, though. It wasn't as close, but it had the satisfaction feel about it. Yeah. With, the, with Melbourne finally reaching a bit of triumph and just the Bulldogs all-out grit got them into a grand final and shocked the AFL world. But, no, it's the tight contests with all these different stories that have been interwoven throughout this entire series, which has uh, been so exhilarating about it. In fact, Sam, we were at that game, Melbourne versus Brisbane, and we were there with our, with our great EP, Michael, and he was going, gee, this doesn't feel like a final right now. It doesn't around about yeah. halftime. But then eventually, <laughs> Brisbane kicked into a, big, into a better gear. And actually, when we come back from the song break, we will uh, do a bit more of an in-depth deep dive. But uh, before we do that, James, I need to talk about this. Uh, Sam, I'm going to just do a quick little thing because it's the elephant that needs to be addressed in the room since uh, Collingwood have done exactly what... Oh, he's taking his... What, what has he got on? Okay. Alright. Ah. Alright. He's he's he's, rep, he's repping the uh, black and white here. What did I say? He's, they would make the he's, prelim. He's got it right. He's got it right. He really does. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. You've, your prediction's right. Collingwood they're, made they're, the they're prelim. Through, through if you were prelim. listening on the sports desk Monday, Arvo, August 8th, you would have gotten a crystal ball that saw straight into the future. Collingwood have made the prelim. You doubted me, James, initially. I, no, I did. I and did. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know what the... Uh, I honestly thought that the situation would have been different, uh, so to speak. But look, you're right. He got the, he got I, the black I and white on. Avoided that double chance so hard. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 I could never wear the black and white, but oh, kudos no. to you. No, hey, I don't know how you're doing that. I oh, came it's... very near. I came very near to reaching out to a, a Collingwood friend and asking for a scarf. Oh no, you but, can't, oh, can't do that, man. I, oh. Yeah, but, uh, this is the closest I can get because this is actually a nice shirt. It is. Every, it is. Every single time, I, uh, to you, it's every a nice single shirt. time I put this shirt on, I somehow stain it. So I haven't brought any food. With I mean, black and white deserves to be stained. So that's that's. Fair enough. I think we can all agree on that. I think we'll go to a bit more of an in-depth breakdown let's just right now. Uh, I saw on your playlist, uh, James, because I thought, <coughs> well, let's keep it James-friendly in terms of the playlist. You were yeah. a Russ fan. This is the only Russ song that I've really ever explored, but I'm a big fan of it. It's called Area 51. It's from 2013. You're listening to the Sports Desk. Following this, we're going straight to an in-depth semi-final breakdown. This is James. This is Sam. This is Jason. Sports Desk on scene. Sports Desk on Sin on your Monday. Not going to lie, never heard in my life. Oh, I saw Rust on your, Rust on your playlist as well. Where did your oh, fandom come it, from? It must have just been in... I mean, I use my mate's playlist. I'm not a very music-savvy guy. I don't, <laughs> I don't know a lot of... I don't know a lot of... You know what it is? I don't know a lot of, uh, like, names to songs. Okay. But I know the song. No, so that makes like, sense. I don't know the name of it. Do you just do it for me? Like, yeah, right. And they pull out nine-hour players together, so I just have all the music that I like in there. Fair enough. No, that's fair enough. Uh, if you ended up hosting with me for a bit too long, I would end up turning this show into a music show, so let's not do that. You're on the sports desk. We're going to be doing a bit more of an in-depth of the semi-final here in the AFL, but I think as we come back from every song break, since we've got Sam here on Virtual Reality, here is another footy record for you to look at, Sam. It is a footy fan issue magazine with uh, the Geelong Trinity on it. There you go. Take a look at that.
It's they all right, be, I'm, I'm going to paint the picture. These being the National Sports Museum. <laughs> yes, they, they should be. This, uh, man, I can't believe you've got all these. Well, you, you like, know, this, this is, is about, this is, this is my dad, wild. Kevin. He just kept this from when he was a teenager. And they're all in like very, very good condition. Yeah, they are actually. Uh, I thought since like, uh, I reckon, honestly, for the National Sports Museum, if you lent these to them for. Like the final series when they do like their old when they do like a new exhibition for it. Yeah, but I'd ask for them back at the end. Oh yeah, no, you'd you'd lend them. Yeah. You'd yeah. lend them. The ca- now we have a camera in the studio and I'm showing what I'm about to show Sam on it's here Carl- right now. What is it? It's it, a Carlton. It is a Carlton one because I, I I knew Sam was coming in, so I wanted to have something for him to appreciate. <laughs> there you are, Sam. That is a Carlton captain of 1963 right there. This Look is that. this is just insanity. This is... I, I can't is get over this. Is that the bloodbath against Sydney? Is that the <laughs> this is very... Yeah, it's, it's John Nichols on the cover. This is very... Look, oh. they've, they've done their best to colourise it, but they've just butchered it. <laughs> uh, they've tried, but his face looks like he's a Simpson. Uh, it's very, very yellow. And the footy looks paler than red. This is... Uh, yeah, I'm very impressed with this. Yeah, start. I like it. Yeah, and again, once again, a big thank you to Kevin, my father, who has allowed me to bring this into the studio <laughs> today. Kev. Holding on, holding on to a footy fanzine issue with Kevin Murray, the Fitzroy captain uh, at the time. Of there what, you are, Sam. What, There's 60? your little look at it. And why am I holding the Fitzroy captain's issue of footy mag? Because, because the Fitzroy army came out in force on well Friday night, and it was an exhilarating watch, James. It was. It was uh, alrighty. So Brisbane. 14 goals, 8, 92 to Melbourne's 11 goals, 13, 79. Boys, I want you to paint the picture for me because you were there. You were in the flesh. You saw how good this game was. I was watching my mate uh, beat people up in wrestling, so I couldn't really... Does he have know, any opinion on the CM Punk saga going on? He knows nothing about that. I don't know. Oh, you know what? He I would. he would. He would. Bring he, him uh, on the show and I'll yeah, ask he's him. He's got an idea. Um, but look, paint the picture for me, Sammy boy. Tell me what happened, how did it go, what was the atmosphere like, everything about it. Well, we mentioned before the song that it, it didn't really feel... Uh, unfortunately for a final, you would have thought maybe a bigger crowd. It was just over 60, 60k. Um, but as we got into the second half, there was just the game lifted. Uh, and for a while, you thought maybe Melbourne were in control. Uh, that They've had, had this kind of game style where... You can just watch them, the space that they get and the control. It just, it's almost like they go into another gear. And then once they get there, it's pretty much hard to dismantle it all. But Brisbane managed to do that. And it was just, and there was a couple of times too where you, you thought maybe Brisbane had run away with it and Melbourne claw back just even more. A couple of times, really intense moments. Mostly from clutch um, goals of, uh, Cosy Pickett but, and Ned Langdon in the, in the late stages of the game there. Yeah, no, no, it's just amazing. Four goals won for Eric Hipwood. Um, he's been one of that go- one of those players on the fringe that just once he's up and firing, um, incredible. So four goals won to him. Three Charlie Cameron, Charlie three goals Cameron. won. The motorbike was well and fully out in force. Um, McStay, two goals won. Darcy <laughs> it might have been the last game for him. This is very interesting. You're not wrong. Uh, Darcy Fort and Zach Bailey kicking a few clutch ones in the late yep. stages. Yep, two goals for him. So really exciting finish um, and just great to see for Brisbane fans. Um, and Melbourne, it's just shocked to think that I, I would have never have called that they would have gone out in straight sets. Look, Did I not feel, see that coming. Mm, 
that look if if there was a team to do it, they were the team to do it. I don't think that Collingwood, uh, Sydney, or, or obviously Geelong would have done it. Uh, I think that their form going into this last, you know, oh, you could even base it on like last six weeks. It's just been like if there's one word to sum it up, it's inconsistent. Uh, it's it's something that they knew they weren't, you know, gonna strive at. They weren't coming into the final series a really really hot team. There were other teams who were better than them. They knew it, and even though they did finish second, it's kind of wild they finished second because the way that they played, they didn't play like a team who's, you know, come run us up to Geelong, who were arguably one of the best teams we've seen in recent history, apart from the. Uh, from the Richmond team who we've seen in the in you know winning grand finals in the 2017-2020 eras, uh, it's I don't know, it's they they just didn't have it, and I think a lot of people could see it. I feel for the Melbourne fans because it's a bit of dose of reality, realizing that you know this isn't a fairy tale; they're not going to win it again. Uh, I don't think we're gonna, I don't think they yeah, were going to win it again anyway. But uh, look. That's footy. You go in straight sets. It's happened before to a lot of other better teams who have finished second. But I think that in reality, they were the worst team to finish second. Like, I think that if Sydney finished second, it would have made a lot more sense. And you would have been like, yeah, that, yeah, that's a team who finishes second. Because their form and their consistency and the way that they play their footy is so much better than Melbourne. And we saw that last week. Sydney is making me think their consistency will have, makes them a very strong favourite to being the ones who hold up the cup in the that's, end. That's the it's, big thing. I think like it's it's a bold call, but I think that whoever wins that semi the preliminary final wins the grand final. Okay, my vision is it will go to a Geelong Sydney grand final, but the bracket buster is Collingwood. Mm. That's yeah. how I'm looking at yeah, it at the minute. Yeah. But then again, you can make the same argument, Brisbane. Who would have thought that they would be the bracket buster in this final series? Because they got written off in the game against Richmond. And yeah. here in the semi-final, in no one 62,162 fans at the MCG, they, they're they the bracket busters, Sam. The back, back's against the wall. Like, you felt that uh, everyone was kind of against them. Um and uh, just didn't really believe in them. So the belief that they've got off the, the Richmond win at home, and now they broke the Ducks back. Yeah. Um, they won at the MCG, um, and they defeated yep. the reigning First time premiers. since 2014. And the two home and away games that they played against the Ds were complete strangulations on the Demons' part. Yep. So this is an incredible redemption story. So it the gives them the immense confidence. And then... And then having not even having um, Danaher in the team, like you just wouldn't even know he was missing. Um, but yeah, no, no, it's just it's, this. What AFL footy finals? They always throw a curveball. You, you don't expect. I, I, just, I don't know. The you can only take it week by week in finals, and um, well, they've made it to the next stage. I can't remember what their record is in prelims. How many prelims do you reckon they've made in the last couple of years, Brisbane, but just haven't been able to get through? Just 2020, I believe. Yeah, I think it was just 2020. And uh, Collingwood, they've got good experience in prelims, but it's probably a bit more dicey than it is stable. But any comments you wanted to make on Fremantle uh, bowing out in the semi against the the Pies? Yeah, look, this game was interesting. This game was really, really fascinating to kind of analyse before it even started. Uh, I'll run you through very, very quickly. 11 goals, 13 played, 9 goals, 5 
Collingwood's inaccuracy kind of hurt them a little bit, especially in the second quarter. Yeah, big time. Uh, it was look they they led all game. There was there was really no opportunity for Freo to kind of get it back, and I think that. The way that they kicked their first goal, everyone was up and about. Ginevan was going absolutely crazy. The momentum and the chivalrosity of what Collingwood are about played in this game. This is this is, this was Collingwood football to a the pressure tee. Collingwood football. Correct. The kicking kind of you know didn't do them justice because they had so many opportunities. My check kicking. Not not my check. Uh, Will Hoskinelli kicking zero goals three, all from set shots. Just easy goals that he can you know put away with his eyes closed nine times out of ten. And then the one day that it matters, and the one day that it comes it da- comes down to it, he misses a goal straight in front and hits the post. Like it's just the inconsistencies of a few of these players. I think that I don't think they would have come into this game expecting a win, but I think they would have come into this game thinking that they would have been the more dominant team, and they were. And I think that that kind of hurt their chances when they did need to execute those crucial, you know, fundamental skills of just an easy drop punt straight through the middle of the sticks. <laughs> you know, those those are the things that we've seen teams when they've had easy opponents just fluff up because it's just, that's just footy. It's not pressure. It's just your own kind of, oh, I don't know even what the word is, but it's just, um, I don't know. I don't know the word. I don't know what the word is. But it's just, yeah, you can't really say too much about Fremantle because they were not, you know, obviously the favourites in coming into this. They were a dark horse. Yeah, but against Collingwood at the G in front of a sold-out crowd, they they had 90,000. They did, yeah. 90,612, I think it was. Yeah. Um, Wild stuff from the Pies supporters, I'll tell you that. They really believe this year. And Sam, you actually made the prediction on Friday uh, before this game that if Fremantle didn't get a good start, Collingwood would run over him, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I thought that it's just the the finals and experience, and coming up in that hostile environment, a full MCG, um, it was always going to be a tough, tough um, ask compared to the other game. Um, so, yeah, I- interesting interesting it's just one of those things if they are going to be around in the next couple of years and stay on the edge and get some more finals you just need to get those experiences in those big games um before you can you can't expect to just roll up after not being in the finals for i think five or six years seven years 2015 was their that's wild that's crazy Um, and uh, they're losing a bit of experience in David Mundy, who played his last game in the loss yeah versatile player. Yeah, it is unfortunate, but uh, no, what an incredible career, Sam. You got any uh, comments to sum up the career of David Mundy? I, I have no words. He's just incredible, incredible um, veteran of the game. Uh, um, um, and to, to stay that long at one club as well, Fremantle, um, just, I, I don't know, great season, great mentor for the game. And even though he's retiring, I don't see him moving too far away from the game. Maybe we'll see him in media or um, or in some kind of coaching capacity because I, I think when you stay in the game that long, <laughs> it's hard to move away. <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's something that, you know, everyone everyone was just eyes on him. It was it was great to see him kick a goal in the last quarter and it was just, it, it put the cherry on top. It was really nice. Uh, he he got chaired off. They were all, you know, they made the guard of honor. Collingwood weren't weren't this team that I feel like we've seen before, who 
you know, n- not like in recent future, but like in past, you know, they they put their win aside for five minutes and they focused on a player of the game who's done such a great service to it, you know. Uh, then they went and celebrated their win after it. I think huge respect to them and huge respect to their culture as well, putting all this stuff before, um, you know, a, a win that sees them into a preliminary final that could quite easily, if they, if they play footy like they've done in the past and not not against uh, Sydney like they did last last time around at the SCG, they could easily make a grand final. Uh, credit to It'll them. It'll be a tough one. It's going to be it's it's going to be next level, and I think that both all four teams have equally a great chance of getting into the uh, getting into the you know grand final. Yeah, but I think so. It's oh, I, I love this time of year, and as well what we what we found out. I don't know if it was. Uh, uh, it was over the weekend that the Brownlow's actually been moved as well to Sunday night, Sunday yes. night uh, yep. because the Queen's funeral is on that Monday night. Uh, but we get a we, we get a four day weekend as well with the public holiday being announced on to the twenty second. That's correct of September. So we get the Thursday, the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday, all that footy, and remembering <laughs> uh, a fantastic monarch that's reigned for seventy years. I can't get over that. Like honestly, it's baffling that. Um, you know, we've only known one monarch in our whole life, and it's just been she's always been there. And now it's everything changes. Our currency changes. The English national anthem changes. They're going to be singing a new anthem at the World Cup. It's all. It's it's just all these things. That's collateral. It's mm. it's absolutely crazy how much of an effect this has on everyone. But uh, witnessing history right in front of our very eyes. Oh, it's it's wild. Like yeah. I, I I chose to watch the coverage last night of you know of seven seven users coverage. Just because it was like this is something that I'm probably gonna only witness maybe twice, twice in my life again, maybe only once. You know this this whole uh, death of a monarch, and then a this this whole twelve days of processing, and then a uh, uh, what do they call it when when they get crowned king? coronation? Coronation. There we go. That's gonna be historic as well, but that could be not for another year. So. We might not have a king's birthday for another year, but I tell you what, we will have this what one. What a my, segue, mate, James! This this is one of my best mates, who's an also Collingwood fans. Um, stepdads, he's a country artist, and <laughs> it's just this. This is I only discovered this uh, about two days ago, and me and my mates are freaking out. This is this is actually on the way to the Collingwood game. We, we found oh, this yeah. out. Well, we're absolutely losing our minds. Um, this is Peter Reeves with Up the River. You're on the sports desk on scene. Up the river, Peter Reeves. God, that was an absolute banger. I love that. <laughs> fully, you fully, fully that getting around Tate. Did you? Huh? <laughs> two days ago, you discovered that. And it's two days. Wow. I love it. Get around him. Uh, you're on the sports desk on scene with Michael. Not Michael. Wow. Yes, we are with Michael in spirit. In spirit. God, I'm so used to saying that. Uh, it is weird not having him here because <laughs> normally we're going, hey, look at these pretty records. But now I go to Sam live from virtual reality. Here's the 1963 prelim final. I might have already shown you that, Sam, but there you go. That is uh, mm. Hawthorne versus Melbourne there, Sam. Thoughts? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful yeah, feedback. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> what Two a wonderful word answers. Feedback. We've also got a uh, Sydney. Well, I actually showed this last week, but we actually have one with uh, Bobby Skilton on the cover, footy fan. Let's see uh, what Sam's impressions of this is. Here we go. That's two words. That's a nice jumper. <laughs> That's a nice jumper. <laughs> 
Senor. Oh, this, this is, is a very sen- visual thing for a radio this show, is, by the way. It certainly is, but we do have a camera in studio, and I'm going to speak directly to it to say that Sports Desk Sin on Instagram, please send us your footy record collections. Uh, we'd love to see them. Sports Desk Sin on your social media as well, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Instagram. And TikTok, you, maybe, if we might get around to some yeah, TikToks. And you'll see all us larking about at the MCG, screaming our lungs out. 100%. Especially me screaming, what just happened? <laughs> That's nah, what look, happened at the Brisbane game. Well, what happened in the VFL finals, more like it. I guess we're going to get to. Let's Sammy go to Boy. Uh, he's our expert. Talk, you got talk for us? us through the VFL finals, because we had we had a non-AFL... Uh, can, well, a- AFL, no, it's a- a- no the AFL like VFL like pathway thing. You know how like they got all the like the VF like second teams. The for VFL's the, AFL? the seconds. Yeah, we had we had one make through to the grand final who beat um, who who did they beat? They beat uh, Gold Coast. Yep, Southport Sharks. The Sharkies uh, up Gold the Sharks. Coast classic. Um, 14-25-109 defeated the Gold Coast Suns Reserves 13-3-81, so 28 points in the end. Close battle. So it's good to see them make that. But it's ironic, you know, that this is the first time or second time that we've seen this um, VFL combined NEFL with so many teams, in, including Victorian, and some of these teams have made it this far <laughs> in the competition, which is incredible. So Southport make it through, um, which is massive for their club, a standalone club. I'm not sure if they have had an affiliation with an AFL club before. I'm not sure. Uh, but if not, that's incredible that a standalone club has made it this far. And then in the other prelim, of course, it was the Casey Demons. A uh, bit of a mirror image of Friday night's game, but oh, with no. a different result. Uh, it was fifteen nine ninety nine. Casey Demons defeated the Brisbane Lions reserves um, by fifty one point seven four forty eight. Go Demons! So Casey Demons and Southport in the grand final, VFL grand final, Icon Park, uh, Sunday at twelve twenty. So look forward to that. Get around it. I love it. I love the VFL, and I love how it's kind of the pre-act to the grand final. It's being played... Um, it's, is, is it played the day after, or is it played the day before? The, the week before? The week before. So yeah. the grand final is okay. this Sunday. That's right. Okay. So I've, I've had a theory, I reckon. It, it dates back, I'd say, at least 10 years, and it's it's a pretty wild one. Now... Over, I reckon over the past 10 years, I reckon we've had about six to seven teams who have, like, who are affiliated, obviously, with an AFL team, have won the grand final in both the VFL and the AFL. So we've had it with uh, Richmond, we've had it with the Western Bulldogs, we've had it... Um, uh, who else? No, sorry to clarify, it's the AFL team and the VFL team winning the same the grand final in the same year. Yeah. Correct. Ah, really? Western yeah. Bulldogs won. Western Bulldogs won at the end of 2016, and really? I said because Lim Jong played in that in that year when he did his um, I think he did his shoulder in the first game on the, the finals in the AFL against the Weagles. And, the Weagles, <laughs> and he uh, was going to be ruled out for the grand final as well, yeah. and then he managed to scrape up and be like half decent for the VFL grand final. And they won. Because uh, I always played at Etihad Stadium, and I always used to go because it was like the, one of the best games of the of the year. Uh, and you know, I used to go on the pitch uh, uh, after the game and kick kick. go and hug the players and get around them and stuff like that. Uh, and then I think the following year, 
and then and and then two years after that, uh, Richmond won it as well. So wow. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. So that's used to me. Absolutely wild. Like it, it, it would just kind of like if if Richmond won, I'm like, yeah, they're gonna win the flag. I'm like, nah, nah. I'm like, yeah, they're gonna win the flag. Watch it, and it happens. Well, so it. it's, it's interesting though. Some sides are, are up there with the top. It's, I wonder if it's a club thing, like it's an overall coaching style that they seem to maintain or something. Because clubs like Geelong don't even have a team that finished in the top eight of the VFL this year. So it's a bit of a, a interesting one. It is. But look, Melbourne, the Sharks, grand <laughs> final. That's going to be great. I reckon. I honestly wonder if the uh, if the Sharks fans are going to take the trip down. Because I can tell you what the uh, the airfares oh, are going to be a lot less a lot less uh, expensive than going to Sydney from Melbourne for the uh, for the for the prelim. Paying six, yep. have you heard that sixteen hundred dollars yeah, for joke. a one way flight should not be to allowed Sydney? To do that. How dare you? Like that's, that's just oh, like I've got I've got mates who are Collingwood fans and they're all catching the trains because it's like fourteen. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, apparently no. it's like fourteen hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, well, you no. Know, Make that a sum of uh, uh, what you will, um, but like it's it's just one of those things where it's like, why do you hike the price up that much? Like six, who's gonna get a flight for sixteen hundred dollars one way? And it's like, well, good luck getting back because another sixteen hundred dollars. So yeah, the grand finals move from two thirty to twelve fifty, of course, so it doesn't clash with the Brownlow Medal. So it's VFL grand final straight into the Brownlow Medal on a Sunday night. It's so, a massive weekend. It is getting very excited for finals footy. In fact, we've been so heavy on AFL uh, this episode of the Sports Desk here on your Monday Arvo. We haven't had a chance, Sam, to talk the Australia Cup, which I know you were gagging to talk about before we went on air today. Yeah, it's exciting. I, I think Jimmy's got a bit more knowledge on this than me, but uh, a first MPL side to crack into uh, Australia Cup final in the Cup's history, I think. A Cup set, they've been saying. Um and uh, I didn't see the whole game. I saw some highlights, but incredible, uh, I mean, record-breaking stuff. Good for local f- um, football. Um, and an old club in Sydney United 58 uh, won a couple flags when it was the NSL back in the 90s. Uh, but to them to this has probably been their biggest day in, in many years. Um, and we're still yet to see who they will draw to play on the other side. Um, but exciting for the, the world game in Australia. It's just great. Let me paint the picture for you. It's a Sunday Arvo in Sydney. It's beautiful. It's sunny. The Chavapis cooking on the grill. The Croatian fans are out. What are they? Chavapis? Chavapi. Chavapi is the the national food. They're like these little, not meatballs, but imagine a meatball, but instead of it being round and chunky, it's long. It's long and kind of... Not not thin, but it's 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 not a sausage. Imagine a sausage without the casing, and it's okay, like right. small. Okay, you know, yep. right? I'll, I'll give it you in a from. bread roll with cabbage. It's just oh, mate, bit, bit of lemon on the cabbage. It's just it's just one of the delicacies of uh, of local football. And I can tell you what, a lot of those players would be eating a lot of chavapis after that game because they <laughs> dominated. Uh, they were down. Er, er, everything seemed against them. Uh, Matt Matt Bilic scored in the 24th minute um, to bring it 1-1 from uh, Ryu Denzaki, who scored the opener for Brisbane Raw. Then Charlie Austin scored a penalty to make it 2-1. Uh, Sydney United's keeper, who's also, uh, funnily enough, a media man as well, um, Daniel Nizic, saved the penalty, saved the Charlie Austin penalty, mind you, as well, to keep it that 2-1. 
Then they brought it back uh, in the 71st minute, um, Altemi scoring. Took it to extra time. And then Glenn Tarifo in the 105th minute made it 3-2 for Sydney United. Now, Sydney United had to hold on for another 15 minutes um, to make it, you know, the, the biggest day in Australia Cup history. Because, funnily enough, no team... That's a federation club has ever made it to the grand to the grand final of the um, Australia Cup. So this paints a picture because Oakley Cannons beat South Melbourne last night in the NPL Grand Final five nil at Heidelberg Stadium at Olympic Village. Uh, so this wow. sets up a very very nice week for them going into their game against Macarthur on Wednesday night at uh, at Oakley Stadium. It's going to be a great one. I cannot wait. Jack Edwards Reserve, 7.30pm. The Suvlaki, the Suvlaki will be going, the Spitzer lamb, the Spitzer chicken, the chips, everything will be going, the mythos. Everything is just going to be there, and I cannot wait because MacArthur are probably the informed team of the competition. Uh, they've got some really good players. They've got Daniel Azani, who's come back from a little stint in Europe. Uh, decided to come back to his hometown in Sydney, playing for MacArthur. They got some very, very, very good signings um, and have kept some good players over the last couple of years as well. They're looking in hot form, but if there's a team to beat them, it's Oakley Cannons. If they're going to win, no one knows. The only way to really find out is to be there at 7.30 in Oakley on Wednesday night. Sammy boy. Well, uh, it just sounds incredible. And the mouth-watering, like, we could potentially have two... Clubs, as you say. Uh, I was. Um, I, I thought you were saying me. I thought about the Suvlaki. Yeah, my mouth's watering. Oh no, as well. but that is as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the possibility of that just uh, crazy. Good for this game. Uh, it makes me think. It's like the timing of the competition, how they've structured things. It's it's the NPL sides that are coming close to the end of their season, so they're in right hot form. Um, whereas the A League clubs, uh, pre-season, starting to get warmed up, and uh, as we've seen. They have just been blown off the park and not been able to stop the momentum of these teams charging to the finals in the NPL. So, yeah, it's it's just wild because like neither look. Obviously, Oakley have won their grand final. They weren't premiers. South Melbourne were premiers. Uh, so, if you want to really go into the fundamentals of the game. South Melbourne were champions because getting a postseason trophy doesn't really say that you're the best team in the league. It just says you're the best, you know, in current form. Uh, they did win last year. They did come second in the league, though. Uh, and Sydney United finished mid-table in the uh, in the MPL NSW, funnily enough. So it really just paints a picture of whether you're just good on the day. Because as, yeah. as we've said before, it's a knockout cup. You play once, it goes to penalties, whatever happens, happens, you're out or you're in. Yep. We've seen South Melbourne make the semi-final against Sydney in 2015. We've seen Oakley go quite far as well. We've seen many cup sets this year as well. Sydney United beat Western United, the reigning A-League champions, uh, on penalties. I don't know really how you'd call them champions when Melbourne City won the premiership. Uh, but you know we've had we've had some upsets. We've had highs and lows in this in this game. You know it's the first Australia Cup that's back after COVID. Everyone was just so eager to play it. Like my team, funnily enough, was in the first round of the FFA Cup, and it's one of I think it's uh, fourteen or fifteen rounds of the FFA Cup. There's nine before it gets to the round of thirty-two. Uh, so it's 
even even in those round ones, even in those round one competitions, we were even saying how hyped and excited we are for it because we know how much this like competition means to Australia and clubs like South Melbourne, the Heidelbergs, the Oakley Cannons, the Bentley Greens of the sorts, you know, even Sydney United, Marconi Stallions, all these all these clubs that were in the NSL and have had their glory days. The fans who weren't there for that and the fans who were, you know, been brought up by their dads and their mums, uh who have been to these games when they've been younger, they get to experience a little taste of what it was in the NSL days. And if there's a perfect case for a national second division, it's this year's Australia Cup. It's it's yep. so plain and simple. And Sydney should be spoken about, yeah. Oh, Sydney United fifty eight should be in that second division, no doubt about it. Uh, their culture, the way that the fans like that, there was there was a pitch invasion yesterday. As soon as they won, the fans <laughs> ran on the pitch. Ripped the flares, had the Croatian flag. They were just, they just wreak culture, and I love it because that's what MPL clubs do. The strong bloodline of the Croatians in that club, it goes way back, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, there'd be five, six generations of, of you know, uh, I don't know, six generations, yeah, that's it, six, six, six generations of people in families blooded into that club, uh, and so with Oakley as well. But look, it's going to be fantastic. Again, 7.30, Jack Edwards reserve in Oakley. Oakley versus MacArthur. A winner plays Sydney United 58. Who knows where? Sammy, honestly, I reckon the F, I reckon the FA could really come up and just give us a backhand and say we're going to put it in Adelaide. <laughs> Why would they do that? To make it an initial venue. Because they've always is dubbed... That, is that what it has to be? Yeah, it's always got to be a neutral venue. So I feel like if it was... So why if, can't they play it at like the new Sydney football stadium? Because I feel like that would give Sydney... Sid, oh, I feel like it would give that New South Wales team a home advantage. Just like... Oh, I don't know. If it, I, I think it'd be better if it was the MacArthur and Sydney United and they did play in Sydney. But if it was Oakley... Good luck to the Football Australia for trying to sort that out because I couldn't. There's a lot of exciting sport going on. We're reaching the business end of the program. Mm. I'd even actually get you a quick summary in the sentence of what you're thinking of the Premier League at the minute right now. But also, I just want to give a quick programming note before we wrap up today. I will not be in Friday morning. Sam will be. I'm sure Michael will be, but I will not be because by the time we go to air 9am on your Friday, I'll be on a flight to Hobart. To get around out, it. To help out in pit lane with uh, the <laughs> Askerville, Askerville Historic Race Meet. Uh, out in Hobart, Bit of Tasmania. We so love we'll it. Helping that out for In Pit Lounge Channel Thirty One. That'll go to air uh, cup uh, cup day. It will go. Yeah, it'll go to air cup day because we can't be fi- we can't be filming live programming in the studio that day. So we'll be uh, setting ourselves up for in November. Be sure to check that out soon. But uh, yeah, after um, the break, we'll be talking some racing as well wonderful. because the Italian Grand Prix was uh, last night. We'll and get to that in the after the break. The Premier League too. Uh, God save the king. That's my one word summary. God Sammy? save the yep. king. No games, all games postponed. Um, so, what's your one sentence? Will they continue as normal? Oh yeah, (laughs) will they continue as normal next week? Yes. Yes. How will this affect the form of the Premier League? Honestly, it's interesting. What's your what's your one sentence? Before we get to a break, what is your one sentence about the Premier League at the moment? Oh, it's exciting. It's wonderful, (laughs) but but. Uh, it's interesting to see how they're cramming games in at the moment. I wonder how costly this week in the long run of games when they're trying to forge games and all these other competitions before the World Cup comes around. It's so going to be an interesting mess. I feel like... It in like an elephant in the room. <laughs> Speaking of which... This is Elephant, Matteo Impala. You're on the Sports Desk. on in.
Sports Desk on Sin. What's the time? Let's have a look at the time. We're up and up. It's 5.57 on yep. your Monday, Arvo. Or 5.58. Oh, 5.58. Boy, no. oh, boy. The internet took a little bit of time to respond to <laughs> live in, in real time. But uh, here we go. Here's a wrap-up summary of what's to come this weekend in sport. Alrighty. So over the over last night, uh, we had a little bit of football, but we're going to take it to Monza in Italy where the Italian Grand Prix, the second Italian Grand Prix of the season, because yep. they, they race in Imola early in the year, wrapped up overnight. We had Max Verstappen coming from seventh to take the win, frustratingly, over Charles Leclerc, who finished in first uh, in qualifying. Daniel Ricciardo did not finish the race, left his car on the side of the road because he just could not get it started, unfortunately. Wow. So DNS. DNF. 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 Okay. He got it started, um, but it didn't... Yeah, he, he just couldn't get it off the track, which resulted the race to finish under a safety car because they only had three laps to go. Wow, okay. Uh, which kind of locked in Verstappen to get the win. This kind of leaves uh, Max Verstappen in a position where he can mathematically win the championship next round, next time out in three weeks' time in Singapore uh, if everything goes his way. So I'm pretty sure there's a few mathematical scenarios that need to happen, like a few, did, like a few DNFs and a few, uh, you know... Different group positions going his way. You see it being um, plausible? No, I think he wraps it up the week after. Uh, I just, I, I just don't like the mathematic knowledge of that sort of stuff. There but uh, we'll quickly go through a bit of uh, Italian football because overnight we had Lazio beating Verona two nil and Juve uh, drawing against uh, Salterina. Big, insanely. This is crazy. Um, I'll paint the picture for you. It was one all. Um, Saltitana were 2-1 up um, in the 51st minute. 90th goal by Leonardo Bonucci, followed by th- four red cards from Milic, Codrado, <laughs> uh, Fazio, and then someone else in the 99th minute, but in the uh, EPL Live doesn't state it. So four red cards after a you know late, late equaliser, which... Brought it to two all, uh, and then we had a few of the Bundesliga uh, games as well. Schalke beating Brochem three one, Klon going down to Union Berlin away, and Freiburg beating Freiburg and Borussia Mönchengladbach playing a nil all draw. Well, that's the show for your. Oh, shout out to oh, the VFL and VFLW awards are on tonight as well. So get around that. We, we certainly it. We will. absolutely love it. Um, we're going to wrap up the show with uh, the man who we were playing before. I, lo- I love Pete. He's great. <laughs> um, but before we were playing a bit of La- Up the River by Peter Reeves, we're going to play you out of the show with a bit of Country Town from his album as well. Sammy, Jason, it's been a pleasure. Yep. I'll hear from you again next Monday, and Sam will jump out of his screen and join us in the studio Friday. We'll see you then. We'll see you Monday. 9 a.m. Friday.